different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind, drown out the noise, and see if this connected. And see if this connected. What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. Oh, hey, um, welcome back, Tony. Welcome back, hey. Arnell, I guess. Welcome this is... Back. Um, I forgot what episode this is. This is an episode. Episode 147. That doesn't... Is that right? Yeah, it's 147. I I, I do think it's 147. But without further ado, and by and by, we have (laughs) Melissa here for this next episode because we're still talking about youth ministry. Thanks for driving away over here again. Yes. Yes. In the rain. Yeah. 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 The same city. It's just so far. Get on the ark? No. No, no arc. No arc. Okay. It wasn't a big flood. No, not at all. Okay. So on this episode, fam, we're we're doing episodes on how to ministry. Uh or little issues that we have. And between the three of us, I think we have over thirty years or thirty five years of ministry. So we're <laughs> we're sharing some information with you and today's topic in this episode is how do I find balance between home and ministry? And this is one of those pitfalls that is so important to learn early on as a youth minister. You know, a lot of times we go into youth ministry and we're on fire with our faith. We are falling in love with Jesus again. We want to share this with everyone. And the fact is that we have our primary ministry because we are not priests, our primary ministry in the home. And a lot of times that becomes secondary to ministry. Mm -hmm. So before you get into the ministry folks and if you're listening to this we're going to give you some little tidbits of our experiences and maybe some advice and experiences on how to find balance between home and ministry again we have tony and melissa melissa from saint peter and paul and rancho cucamonga and tony from saint oscar romero and me from my home right here in the studio (laughs) so welcome (laughs) friends so let's get to it how to find balance between home and ministry. How many of you guys, when you first started in ministry, had complete, utter bliss and balance between home life and church life? Raise your hand. Well, they can't see that if we raise our hand, but cricket, say yay or nay. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> cricket, cricket. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> nope. No, I'm, no. I think... Um, like so many, I I had the the ministry honey, honeymoon stage, <laughs> which yes. is that I was just a long honeymoon. Yeah, I did yeah. a lot of ministries all at once. I think I was doing in high school three or four ministries. Um, so uh, let's just put it this way: my grades weren't doing well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, not a good balance at yeah. all. Yeah. Did that lead on to understanding what? what you could do better because of that experience 
Uh, I didn't learn from it until years later. Years, years later. Burnout? Yeah, I went through uh, burnout. I felt very unappreciated because I felt like I was giving a, a thousand percent. While others obviously um, were, yeah. you know, not not doing as much for what I perceived, um, yeah. And then not only that, but again, as I said, like in my in my grades, uh, it wasn't doing well too. So, uh, yeah. I mean, there was times where my parents, my mom would be like, "Hey, you can't go to, <laughs> you can't go to church because you're not." you know, doing your other min- uh, responsibilities, like, you know, homework. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was not balanced. Yeah. Not, not, not balanced. Yeah, I'll say the same thing. I mean, I was involved in a lot in high school as well, and my parents were very good at my punishment if I wasn't doing chores or they mm-hmm. knew I, I needed to be home studying was very much they took ministry away from me. Yeah. So that was my punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so my gra- my grades weren't affected as much because my parents were very good at, you can do that once you complete your homework. You can, I will drop you off at church once you do this. And so um, I- I'm blessed to say that I had parents that kind of forced me to keep up with my life outside of ministry. Um, but at the same time, it was, I, I didn't really not that I didn't care, but I like rushed through everything so I could get to ministry. Um, and yeah, it, it very much, it was easy back then because I didn't have a husband. I didn't have kids. Okay. I, um, when I first started, I, I wasn't dating anybody. And so I, I very much was single and my time was my time. I didn't have to consider anybody else or if I wanted to, you know, go and serve here or go and meet up with my friends who I met in ministry um, I didn't really have to consult anybody but my parents to ask for permission to go, you know. So it definitely, I think, if you start off younger or you start off in your period of life where you're, again, single, not, you don't have anybody else you really need to consider, it's easy. Like, it's it's easy to kind of get suck, sucked into the point where your life is ministry yeah. and there there's really no, like, distinction between home and ministry life. Because it's okay if while I'm at home, I think about ministry. It's okay if I start planning things or, or you know, kind of um, pretty much work in ministry while I'm at home. There, there's there's no reason to differentiate between the two because, my again, my time is my time. I don't have to think about that. Um, but again, I learned as I grew and as people were added into my life, you kind of have to learn and adjust and figure out a new balance you know like you're always constantly balancing and and that's 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 great to hear from from people who who in high school were active in ministry Mm -hmm. because again there there are people who end up going to ministry and they find community and the only friends that they have are the kids in youth group Mm -hmm. and and that's it and then they move on and you know none of their high school friends are going because they're not going into mm-hmm. church um, or they belong to another denomination mm-hmm. um, or they go to another church and you never see them and they get burnout from church and their whole their whole concept of church was was going because they were my friends were there mm-hmm. uh, and and so for that how that you know finding the balance for them is is participating in in the activities of of life outside of church but making you know importance of of church itself 
But now that you guys are both married and you have children and you have your spouse <laughs> and we I like have children, children and and <laughs> um, and married, you know, how do you balance that now as as a married person doing ministry as an adult now, not no longer in high school? How do you balance ministry and and home? You know, how do you balance that life? Because I know ministry, there is, you know, there should be, you know, you're working. Mm -hmm. You know, I work in the secular world. I know to turn off my work because my work is from 8 to 4.30 and then it's done. That is completely different in youth ministry. Mm -hmm. So how do you find that balance? Personally, um, I'm still, we're still figuring it out. And again, I mean, it, it's kind of like in ministry, like it changes, like you, you have to learn to just keep adapting. Um, I do remember like when we first got, we, we met in high school. Um, we dated while we were in youth ministry. We served together once we were out, um, like once we graduated high school. And so we, I'm very blessed to say that my husband and I, like we've always had ministry in our life, always. Um, now our roles though have changed. So we went from both of us being in high school to both of us being on the core team together to I'm now the youth minister. You're now a core member to, okay, you're not serving anymore, but I'm still a youth minister. And now you're serving in a different ministry. So it's a lot of changing. It's a lot of reevaluating or the the term we like to use in ministry pruning. It's a lot of pruning and Mm -hmm. seeing where can I support you? Where can you support me? Where can we serve together? Where do we need to step back? Um, and I think the biggest thing for me really was just when I'm at home, I'm at home. And like I need to, and I had to talk to a parent about this the other day. When I'm at home, I'm with my kids. I'm with my husband. I'm not answering text messages about ministry. I'm not looking at my email 24-7, which I used to do. Um, I need to just focus on my primary ministry at home. Because for a long time, especially when I moved into or I moved to this new parish, when I moved to Peter and Paul, I was so used to even when I was at home, I I was answering texts. I was answering phone calls. Didn't matter what time of day it was. Didn't matter how late into the night it was. Didn't matter if I was about to go to sleep. A core member calls me. A parent calls me. I'm answering the phone. Um, I have now learned from the people I work with at this parish and my supervisor, who has been very loving and kind to me in Melissa, you need to be with your kids. You like we we adjusted your schedule so you could be home with them. So be home with them. Um, and I think that was probably the biggest, the most impactful um, advice and almost I don't want to say like order given to me, but he he very much reminded me that I don't need to answer everything if I'm not in the office. You know, if it's an emergency, obviously answer that phone. Um, but if it's an answer of do we have ministry tomorrow? I can wait till I'm in the office tomorrow. Um, or, you know, I little, what, what, who little Billy is that the term we're using? Um, little <laughs> Billy needs you to sign off on their um, service project or their service hours. Um, can we come in in two days? Like, okay, that's in two days. I'll answer that when I, again, when I get into the office. Um, and I really have noticed a difference. One, I'm happier mm-hmm. to, I'm, I think I'm thriving more as, or I, 
I like to think I'm thriving more as a mother and as a, a wife. Um, but I also think it allows me to focus on ministry more when I'm in that role. When I, when I am in my office, I know like, okay, this is my time. This is when I, I have office hours. This is when I need to focus on like prepping for nights, but I'm able to really know like when I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm home, I'm home. And it really does help like mentally prepare me for what I need to do. Um, because growing up and starting in ministry, I, I never really went through like burnout to the point where I don't want to be here anymore. But I, I very much was, I really wish I had time to do this instead, but I committed, so I'm going. Um, so I never really had a burnout to where I needed to step back. I probably should have, but I didn't. <laughs> like, I didn't ask. I didn't force myself to take a step back, which I really wish I had that gift. I don't. Um, I kind of just, like, work through the burnout, and that's not healthy. So I, I'm glad that I now have people in my corner that really help me see you could possibly burn out from this. So let's re let's reevaluate. Like, where can we change your hours? Where can we um, make sure that you have time away from the office? So, yeah. Tony. Uh, there I am. <laughs> um, I mean, I think the, sorry, I love using the switcher so much. I can, um, we, we got the switcher specifically for producer Tony. Too kind. Um, I mean, I think this is a, fantastic opportunity to talk about be blessed be third um i think uh, a common misconception maybe is the word uh when we think about this idea of god's first others second us third to the point that we're hurting ourselves that we we're third we're third our needs don't matter Mm -hmm. um and that is just not true that is just not correct um not only that that we have to take care of ourselves is one point but also the second point is when you think about others second um that also means our our husband our wife our children um close friends uh you know family Um, i always tell my volunteers even like don't cancel things with your family for this uh Mm. they're your primary ministry yeah if i encourage the other thing come here instead that is just hypocritical that's just wrong and and that's not uh that's not right and um so that so keep in mind in the 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 heart of service doesn't also mean neglecting one another uh in terms of me um as I've said, I've gone to the point of burnt out. I've gone to the point of, uh, and this isn't so much about the service, but even like, you know, wanting nothing to do with ministry. Um, you know, I, I've went through these paths, um, so I know how that feels. Um, and I've seen so many volunteers, great ministers, so helpful, such a great servant heart, a giving heart. Uh, not introverted, they're extroverted, so that's a great tool that I wish I had. Um, and then they burn out, and, and I haven't seen them come back. You know, uh, there's so many ministers that I think about, and I'm like, someday you'll you'll bring them back. But you know, I they would have done great work. And um, for me, it comes down to understanding um, there is a separation. Uh, like I'll even give you an example like in spiritual direction I was told this uh they were like you know 
I don't want to call him out, but the person that was giving me spiritual direction was saying, you know, do you do anything outside of um, ministry um, to relax? And I was like, yeah, I'll listen to like Father Mike Schmidt's podcast <laughs> or, or um, I'll read, you know, a spiritual book like this mm-hmm. or something. Uh, and then he goes, well, that's work. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm talking about the faith. I was like, that's work. You're a different case. You're a minister. You're a full-time minister. You're a different case. Your relaxation needs to be mm-hmm. outside of faith-related. It can't be spiritual reading. That should be within the confines of your work time, yeah. work space. Um, don't do that at home and so forth. And, and this idea of a balance, um, for someone that loves ministry, it is going to look different than someone that isn't doing full-time ministry, direct ministry all the time. Um, So understanding that, that is okay. Um, For me, a lot of times now I have to, you know, uh, do something that I I always seek out, like, comedy stuff. Like, I love, like, laughing and that expression. Because, again, I feel like within the church, like, um, as part of a church person, there is this pious and, like, at Mass, you know, Mm -hmm. like, everyone, like, you can't even laugh at mass like that's a sin like that's what it feels like you know um so like just that constant 40 hours of having to feel like i have to do that mm-hmm. in, in these uh spaces uh, i like to let loose and like laugh watch something to make me laugh something yeah. that... <laughs> what i didn't what'd you say <laughs> it's all the latin prayers oh yeah it's coming out coming out yeah so you made me lose my train of thought but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. but but it's so true tony you mentioned it and and i have to share that, that melissa you you are one of the inspirations for me of, of a person who who can compartmentalize uh ministry and life mm. uh, and, and it was it was it, it was an event um that we had and it was at at um, arrowhead it was up in the mountains we mm. had it and and they want everything and it was like they wanted you to stay for other stuff and you're like no but my hours is, is i get off at this time and i'm done i do not remember this at yeah. all but and i was like i was like wait you could do that <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you could do that i'll be honest and- okay it, i was not always that person like i was very much that person that minister that oh you need me to stay for five more hours done like sign me up here i go (laughs) and it really wasn't until i received the sacrament of marriage and my husband was why are you always at church and and not so much that he was he didn't like that i was at church but it was very obvious that my absence at home was affecting him Mm -hmm. um it was affecting our marriage and not so it's not like you know it was a horrible, horrible thing, but I, I had to stop and go, you're a wife now. Like, yes, you're still called to ministry, which I'm, I'm really happy that this is still where I'm called. Um, cause to be completely honest, I have no idea where I would be if I was called away from ministry the minute I got married or had kids. Um, but I, I had to stop and think, how can I, how can I still be a minister and still be the wife my husband deserves? How can I how can I still serve and still live out this vocation that I'm called to while living out my vocation? You know, mm-hmm. like um, we knew right away, like we wanted to have kids. And, and that became a discussion was how do you work full time? How do I work full time? And we still have kids. And that was a big adjustment. That was an adjustment of, um, 
who works night shift, who works day shift, like where, where do we do? And, and really, I mean, we, we still struggle with that. I mean, as of right now, it, it's just worked out that we don't have time as a, as a family, like the, the four of us together, um, you know, give or take an hour here, an hour there, but we don't have like a day or we don't have an afternoon or a morning where we can just be together for the four of us. Um, and you know, I'm, we're very blessed that our, our parents are involved and they help us out with, with the kids. If I need to go to work and he's still not home, um, cause he had to work late or whatever that is, but it really comes down to knowing that there will be some sacrifice. Like, mm-hmm. like you are going to have to sacrifice, like you said, I can't always stay late if I'm asked. I, I can't um, I can't just decide, oh, I want to stay an extra three hours so I can work on this environment. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to do this tomorrow, so I'm going to do it tonight. Like, that's not always the case. You can't do that anymore. Um, or even it comes down to relying on your core team. Like, it, you really are going to have to rely and, and give over give over a lot of projects, give over a lot of responsibilities that you don't need to do. Like it's, it's, it's not our ministry. And I think that's the biggest thing in youth ministry is it's not always, not always. It is not about the youth minister. It should never be the teens coming for the youth minister. Um, knowing that if for whatever reason you step down from your position, the ministry should still continue on because you have a life too. Like what Tony said, like you have a life. Um, and, and you need to think about like you as a person, not you as a minister. Um, and so knowing that things change and, you know, if you're, you, no matter where you're called, like there are, I, I know people who were youth ministers and then were called away to religious life. And that's different. Like that's a whole different ball game than called to, to marriage. Or even there are some youth ministers called to, to be single for the rest of their mm-hmm. life and they can give more, but it, it's all about knowing where your vocation is both at home and in the, in the work at, at church. Um, and what sacrifices do you need to make? Like, where do you need to make adjustments so you can still give yourself fully when you're in both roles? Because, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's one of the biggest advice that, that I heard from what you're saying is to be able to entrust the ministry to your core team. Mm-hmm. It's it's not about you. I think the, the hardest part of being youth minister is always being that person. And like, I'm the youth minister. I'm mm-hmm. the one that gives the talks. I'm the one who gets, pushes that in. and And then you know what we created was then you had um a high school ministry coordinator and a middle school youth ministry coordinator and now they're the center they're the ones giving the talks and you're like i'm just doing administrative work and it's like and i miss that and and the reason why i miss this i want to be there too Mm -hmm. but knowing that i'm a married person and that's my primary vocation i also need to stay home so being able to move away from that and go home i remember that one time it's like you know, everything was on fire. Everything was clicking in. Everything was moving along. And except for my marriage, because my wife was not serving with me. Mm-hmm. And I remember I felt so bad because now I had the entire church all asking her, how come you're not serving with your husband? He's doing so great. And you're doing youth ministry. And I remember her saying, it's like, I'm not called to do that. Yeah. And I remember the church says, oh, you should go to congress with him and they're paying for the rooms and the both of us and it's like and she's like i'm not called to do this my ministry is in the home yeah and i had to really wrestle with that because even young people were like how come your wife doesn't serve yeah it's like almost feeling like she's less than yeah and i remember giving this explanation if we all serve because both my daughters were serving and i'm serving 
my wife had explained this to me. Who's going to take care of you guys? Mm -hmm. So the biggest and most important part in our ministry wasn't me who was at church or my daughters who were serving in middle school and high school ministry. It was when we got home, my wife had everything ready. She took care of us, and that was the biggest part of our youth ministry as a family was that there was someone home. Mm -hmm. And I never pushed her to do ministry again because when she explained to me that our ministry was the entire home and some of us go out and some of us stay, it made sense. And so for those young ministers out there who are going in, have that balance and understanding that you do have to go home. You don't have to read every single document mm -hmm. of the church in your free time. <laughs> you don't have to go to every event. And as my wife said, um, I give you 15 minutes after mass and we have to go. Because mm -hmm. Time limit. Because there's a time limit yeah. because I will be there until the next mass starts. Yeah. Because people want to talk. Yeah. God bless I, spouses of youth ministers. Yeah, like. They sit Everybody, in the car. yeah. It, it. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like after mass, like people swarm, like they just swarm over to you, and like I feel so bad because you know I'm also the music minister for mass. So my poor husband is like watching the kids and cleaning up my my like equipment while I'm talking to parents. By the time I finish, I turn and everything's done, and I'm like, how did I get so lucky to find a husband that would do that for me? You know, because that's not his job. He's yeah. not working. I am. But he still took the time to serve me in allowing me to serve others. Yeah. And it, it's 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 so true. And even like in our case, um, he does still feel called to youth ministry. So as much as I love confirmation and I want to be a part of our confirmation program as much as I can, I've taken a step back so that he can be a catechist. So we, we switch, you know, like I come home, I, I change my hours. So the day that he serves, I come home early. We have a little bit of time together with the kids and then he gets to go and serve and, and knowing that we are not the only ministers like right. and, and even if it's not youth ministry, like maybe the people in our life, the people that we are serving at home want to go and serve in some kind of ministry so, or not even maybe not even at the church, just go and serve somewhere else. Um, and we need to learn that we have to also make just like they're making time for us to serve the teens and the youth. We need to make time to allow them to serve where they feel called. Um, and so again, it, it all comes down to that balance, which will constantly be changing throughout our lives. Like, I feel like every year there's like a new adjustment, there's a new change, a new balance that needs to be made. Um, but knowing that it's not just our spouses that need to change for our, our time or our, um, service and our hours, but we need to adjust those hours for our spouses and for our kids. And, uh, maybe it's even like parents or mm -hmm. siblings that you're supporting, um, or just serving and, and, and living your life with, but knowing that the people in our life need us to make some sacrifices just as they do for us. And it's okay to say no, right? It's okay to say no. Right? That's hard. It's hard to do, but... Especially if it's something you really want to do. Yeah. Isn't that the hardest thing? It's something like, I finally got asked. Yeah. But we have a family event. And best advice, go to the family event. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. say yes to something, even though it's something that you've been waiting for. And it's probably like, oh, Holy Spirit practically delivered it to my front mm -hmm. door. But I have an event. Yeah. Don't go up to your spouse and say, hey, you know what? Can we do this at a different time? Yeah. Because there's something that I really, I yeah. really want to do. Do you mind if I show up late to this? Can you go ahead of me and I'll meet you there? Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Make your primary vocation your priority, yes. which I have not been the best at that. Been guilty of that. I agree. Same. Um, me. And not you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. She knows me already. I understand what you're <laughs> explaining. She totally understands me. <laughs> but you know what? That's the thing. If we can, if we can relay some some really great advice, is that balance is one being able to say no, mm-hmm. having ministry hours. Yeah. You don't have to answer every single text. Yeah. Or every single call. Because you will. You'll get them at midnight from mm-hmm. a youth that says, oh, I just need to. And then you go, how did you get my phone number? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Those are the fun ones. Or they stalk <laughs> you on your social media yeah. and they, they find you anyways. But <laughs> being able to 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 put down the rules of engagement mm-hmm. um, with family, with friends, with your priest, mm-hmm. um, with your coworkers in the vineyard, I think it would be unhealthy. And making that time, specific time for family. Like, uh, you know, every so often, you know, you have a scheduled thing uh, twice a month. That this is exactly where we are tuning out and, and tuning off everything and then just focusing on that. Because you do get pulled in. You get sucked into serving. And it is so fulfilling because, wow, it's like, you know, little old me is being called to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, well little old me and and they think this of me and then you get home it's like your spouse is like can you please like mow the lawn yeah and like oh now you're less like yes oh it's so humbling yeah one of the <laughs> ministries that i serve in i also think it's very important that be, as youth ministers it's great that that is our service but we should also have some kind of service outside of that um yeah. and i'm a big big believer in that so i i heard i personally um serve in the axe ministry and it's something that I, I lived about my retreat in 2014, and it's just something that has very much impacted my life. And so there have been times where I've been asked to serve on team for the retreat, and I've had to say no because, you know, whether it be I can't make the weekly meetings or because of events or that weekend just happens to be a big family event or we had something planned already that I really shouldn't cancel. Um, but one of the ladies, she always said this, and or not always, she just recently said, because I'm on team this year, And she said, I finally got the call. Um, And I was so, so, so happy that I finally got called um, and asked to serve on team. And she said that she was taken aback because when she was asked, um, she immediately said yes. And they said, "Okay, but we're going to ask you like we're grateful that you want to do this. But we really think you should go and talk to your spouse about this because it's because of the commitment. And it's something that the Acts ministry is so good at of saying, we're so grateful for your yes, but now go and speak to your spouse because this isn't just going to affect like, yes, you, you get to serve the way you want, but that's time away from them. That that's mm-hmm. time that you now have to, again, adjust your schedule. Your spouse has to get used to you serving. Um, and I will always be grateful for acts. Cause I think that's where I first started learning. You, you really do have to take into consideration the people in your life. Like it's not just, I feel called to serve. So I'm going to say yes. It's mm-hmm. I feel called to serve can I say yes? Like, can I take, you know, every Monday for the next 10 weeks and, or 14 weeks and give like two to three hours of my time? Um, or do I need to take, do I need to say no this year and just hope that it works out next year? Um, and so I will always be grateful for to that, to that. But also again, we all got into youth ministry because we feel called to serve. Um, 
And yes, we're being, we feel called to serve the teens, but I think the most important part is we feel called to serve. And so when it becomes your job while you're still serving, that's your job. Um, and so for a long time, I think I felt I needed something outside of that. I needed something outside of me just clocking in every day and working. So that's where I think it's important. Can you serve with your spouse? Can you serve in a family ministry with your kids? Um, are there places that you can still f- like fulfill that desire to serve, but still be in that primary vocation with your family? Um, and so I think if, if you can work that out, that's great. And that kind of makes things a little bit easier, but at the same time, it, it, it it gives you an opportunity to go back to why did I, what did you start with in the beginning or where, mm-hmm. why did you start in youth ministry? Because I wanted to serve. Um, yeah. Or go to a ministry where you are served. Yeah. Like let yourself be served yeah. sometimes too. Like that's very important. Yeah. <laughs> you need to stop, take a breather and just let somebody else yeah. serve you. <laughs> just go to a retreat that you go to mm-hmm. instead of yeah. holding the retreats for everybody yeah. else. Because that can completely become a burnout mm-hmm. um, where, you know, the resentment comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, resentment from home, your home life, because I didn't get to do this because I had to be at home. Or mm-hmm. I didn't get to um, do this thing at home because I had to do this at church. Yeah. And, you know, one of, the, one of the most important things is, you know, when, when something is, is an event or something that's happening at church or you have a life night or or um, a youth night that's going to happen and yes your core team flakes your core team flakes and it's a flop it's a flop and guess what that big ship which is the church is going to keep moving on to the next mm-hmm. millennium you are not the one that is going to be pushing it forward so and you know god understands so uh, a lot of times with me i was like oh it'll be the death of me before a night becomes a flop mm-hmm. like you know it, it never becomes a flop it, it, it just continues to go on and guess yeah. what um there's next week yes. there's the next uh there's the next night there's the next uh, moment um th- but your spouse and your home and and your your mental health is important and it should never be your mental health should never be the detriment mm-hmm. because of, of ministry. It should not take priority. Um, and you should never f- made to feel that way. You should never feel that way. And then when you're starting to feel that way, then you have to do reassess. This is why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Um, and that's something as, as we need to have discussion with, um, with ourselves, with our spouse, with our superiors, and this is how it's making me feel so that we can actually have that healthy relationship because guess what folks when when we're not at our healthiest the youth that we serve see it mm-hmm. and maybe that's one of the reasons why you know what you know they don't come because yeah. they're not seeing what it is meant to have that healthy relationship yeah in 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 the house of god yeah. so i don't know about you guys what do you think amen yeah amen, amen. give amen. yourself permission yeah. to say no Give yes. yourself permission to say no. And sometimes you have a spouse that tells you. Say no. Say no. <laughs> because I They give you so. the permission. <laughs> Ask the one who's in charge <laughs> to, uh, to yeah, say yeah. no. And you know what? I have to say that many a times I've said, you know, without even asking my wife, I would say, you know what? She said no. Yeah. 
I tell it to my husband all the time. I say, you can use me as the excuse to get, like, if you don't want to tell people that, why, if you don't want to get, use me. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Yeah. Um, but yes, give yourself yeah. permission or give your spouse permission to use you as the excuse. Yeah. And and you know what? That that feeling of feeling guilty is something that we all need to work mm-hmm. um, work on. Um, again, if you're in ministry and you're feeling guilty because you can't, you, you're saying no, then it's definitely something to take to your spiritual mm-hmm. advisor. Something to take to God and say, why do I? Why am I making myself making myself feel guilty mm-hmm. for something um, like this? Yeah. Uh, it should not be that way. Yeah. Again, we are all married. For our primary vocation is our marriage. Yeah. And Something else that just popped into my head for those ministers who aren't married um, but feel called to marriage, you're not going to be able to withstand a healthy relationship if you don't say no sometimes or you don't um, kind of set some boundaries within ministry because you're never going to you're never going to be able to foster the relationship all the way to the sacrament if you don't make set those boundaries. So it's healthy to start if you're not already married. It's healthy to start now, whether you're single or, or dating right at this current moment. Um, it's healthy to start setting boundaries in ministry so you can foster that sacrament. Yep. And one of the things is finding balance doesn't mean always that, you know what, I have 50% at home. I mm-hmm. have 50% with my <laughs> ministry at church. And, oh, no, I, I, I put in um, – 30 hours here, and I have to put in 30 hours here. That balance means it goes like this. Sometimes it's more here. Sometimes it's more here. It doesn't mean that because I put in 80 hours here, I got to put in 80 hours here. And healthy balance is that relationship that you know it works out because there's happiness on both ends. Um, So if you're feeling miserable at one or the other, then there's not a balance, um, and you need to work on that. Best advice? If ministers get a spiritual director um, to guide you through it, you cannot do this alone. Um, so, I don't know. I had to breathe on that one. This was a tough topic for me because I failed it for like four years. <laughs> but I think that's the thing is with everything, the failure just teaches you where, right? Where where to succeed, you know, or teaches you where you need to change to succeed. So if you ever want to know how to fail, yes. you know, send Call me us. an email catholic.dad50 at gmail.com contact Melissa at St. Peter and Paul Tony on the other hand at St. Oscar Romero you know he's perfect (laughs) on that note fam I think we're gonna this is 30 minutes I think we actually got in 30 minutes so this is a 30 minute episode 37 minutes yeah well it's less than the usual two hours we do Uh, Father Tomas Father Tomas three hours we you know, that was a long drive, too. I think it took us six hours. But anyways, I'm going to rant. But on that note, truly, if you want more information, if you want advice, if you want guidance regarding ministry, um, and you're not getting it because you're the youth minister at your parish, and the only people who are going to give you guidance is your priest who's never been a youth minister, your faith formation coordinator who's never been a youth minister, and the nearest youth minister that you have is someone who's been only doing it for two years and is 19 years old, and if you want some older advice from some older people like these two, they're old, um, contact us. Um, you know, uh, you have my email. They'll get their emails, St. Peter and Paul. We'll put it in the description. 
Was that okay? We'll put it in the description. Yeah. Contact them. If you also want great speakers, these two, not me, these two. Um, for any retreats that you have, <laughs> you're such a Catholic. <laughs> no, no, I got to be humble. No, it's just them two. You I got it. That's, that, that's my humble. I'll moment. direct you to who you should yeah. lose. Stop, stop taking my humbleness. <laughs> but Melissa and and Tony, um, contact them again. And if Arnell. you want advice. No, I'll say no. <laughs> but again, on that, when you do ask them, please don't be hurt if they say no, uh, because we're working on balancing um, life and ministry, um, home and ministry. Uh, we're all married. We're all called to the vocation of marriage. Our priority is our family, our wife and children, working on his children. Um, pray for him. Yeah, pray for him. Yeah. And um, again, if any of this um, um, connected with you, please send us an email, send us a text uh, that what was said resonated with you because it's important for us um, that you uh, get something out of this. If you have any um, comments on what you would like for us to talk about in future episodes, also send that out to us and, and we'll give you um, some of our thoughts on it. <coughs> um, and so, on that note, you guys want to say bye-bye for now? Sure. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. My wife's calling. I gotta go. Her wife is calling. There's ministry balance. It's and three o'clock. And we I'm gotta supposed to be out of here. Punsit. My wife Ooh, punsit. lovingly made punsit. Because she loves hey, us. We're um, contradicting <laughs> the balance here right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bethany. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Bethany. But I got him. I, you know what? I knew him first. So Ooh. he's mine. I'm giving myself permission to say no. Yes. <laughs> no, okay. no. <laughs> so on that note, fam, please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. And as always, be blessed and be third. And don't forget to subscribe and do all that Patreon stuff. Be third. Yay. Bye. Bye. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise of different generations of the girls and boys. So sit back and relax. This cat, the podcast, don't overreact if the thoughts are abstract. When it's hosted by Catholic Doc Dad, who knows what's gonna happen? Hey, what's up, fam? Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise and see if disconnected. What's up, fam? generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever Spec runaway thoughts like a runaway train Break into conversation like links of a chain Make a Hail Mary pass, hope disconnects Have a question for a guest, put it to rest Live a life of holiness, lead by example Follow at catholic.dead and then he tingled <laughs> Christ leads our way, he's the good shepherd Pray for one another, be blessed and be there Different points of view and highs and lows A new perspective everywhere you go Open up your mind and drown with the noise and see if disconnected This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest. But not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath, 
that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out the cabin on Instagram at the cabin 2021. Again, that's at the cabin 2021. T H E C A B I N 2021. 